Hey, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Cass Clark, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Good people of the world, what is up? I hope that all is well, all is well on this side. Today, very special episode as always, but when I when I say special, I mean special. Finally got to track this guy down. Man, we've been trying to make this happen for a while now, but it's finally happened. Chef Boy Ali is on the podcast today. I got the chance to sit down with Chef Boy Ali, just chop it up, talk about who he is, what makes him, where he comes from, you know, how did he develop this brand of his from being a celebrity chef to founding his own company by the name of The Cookie Man. Trying to figure these things out, and we, we sat down, we had a very insightful conversation, uh, lots of gems in this one, lots of lessons to be learned. Um, he, he he dropped some bombs in here that I really hope that you guys get. So, uh, if you're not interested in food, you can still listen to this. It's not all about food. It's all about him being a fellow entrepreneur and him having some jewels of his own that he wanted to share with us on the podcast. So, if you never heard of Chef Boy Ali, this is a great intro to him. And if you already know who he is, this is a great in-depth conversation about who he is. So, I'm guessing that you'll probably learn a lot from it. Uh, also, Chef Boy Ali will be on the panel come September 21st at Thoughts Over Coffee Live at Circle House Coffee, trapping out the kitchen. We are going live, baby. We are going live. So, get your RCP. Whenever you get a chance, click the link in my bio on Instagram, C-A-S-S-4-Q-L, or click the description link. Get your free RCP while you still can, while they're still open. And we'll be there. Chef Boy Ali. We have celebrity chef, Chef T. Will. And also, Chef Nadia. Pastry Chef Nadia from Sweet Delight Cheesecakes. She is the cheesecake queen. So, you want to you wanna make sure that you're in the house. In the house. Like, this is the 90s. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed in the house <laughs> make sure you're in the building because we are going to make things happen uh, great networking for everyone and uh tell a friend tell a friend it's happening but i won't hold you up for much longer without further ado here is my conversation with chef boy ali it was a pleasure to sit down with this guy man and uh enjoy the conversation let me know what you think here it is chef boy ali let's go First one. Yeah, let me know, please. All right, yeah, so we're here. We we're here. here. We we're here. here. So, uh, like I always say when I do interviews, the intro has already passed. Okay. So I've done the intro, whatever. <laughs> you know, right. We'll do that in pre production. All right. But I'm here with Chef Boy Ali. Yes, sir. Finally, man, we're getting to sit down. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I this told man, you. This man has been uh, <laughs> in my corner and I didn't even know <laughs> for a long time. And I'm just now finding out. That's a fact. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're referencing is um, you got to eat this. You got to eat this. So on you got to eat this, what we do is, you know, we post different uh, content from all over, from yeah, chefs, yeah. restaurants, uh, creatives alike, and we post these different dishes and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So when I took you got to eat this over, as far as brand manager wise, I used to just post Chef Boy Ali stuff all the time. Yeah, and like, and I had no idea. Like, when not when 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 you got to eat this review. When you reached uh, out, I'm like, yo, that's dope. Because I'm like, that's Bum B and uh, and them paid. I'm like, they right. they posting my stuff. That's what's up. Yeah. And this whole time, and this is is this guy. <laughs> and it was one post that went nuts. The um the the, the lobster, lobster mac, mac. That was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was like 2015. Yeah. That's how long it. I'm like, this guy this whole wow, time. Wow, man. 2000 and it, it that that lobster mac. 
kind of went viral. Yeah. Because it went from Instagram uh-huh. to friends who are in like culinary Facebook groups uh-huh. telling me that other chefs are posting that dish as their own. Wow. Like literally sending me screenshots. Somebody said they made this and it's not. That was them. Crazy. And then rappers from other cities uh-huh. who stunting on the gram posting the lobster mac no. saying no. we eating good over here <laughs> and I'm and they tagging me and one of the guys and I, I commented and he blocked me. No Yeah what, like you wanna say name? <laughs> I don't even remember it. It was a long time ago. That's, I don't remember yeah, but that's the the guy like I guess he was a local rapper I, I think out of Houston somewhere. Uh-huh. And I commented, I'm like, yo, that's wild. Because my friend said, it was, oh, this is Chef Boy Ali, then you ain't even make this for you. Yeah, right. And then, the, like, literally, after I commented, I was blocked. Bro, people are flogging over food? Bro, I was shocked. I was shocked. I like, didn't know people were clout chasing food. I was, I'm like, I mean, I'll take the publicity, but Jesus, y'all. <laughs> and then that's when somebody like, you need to start watermarking your food. I'm like, I ain't doing all that, man. That's a new level, though. Yeah. I didn't know people were actually, like. Wow, like yeah. I'm eating, like this like, is what I'm this eating. This is what I'm doing. We eating good over here. But you really eating peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, bro. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> it was crazy for like that. When you, once y'all posted it and then I posted it, like it went crazy on its own, but y'all posted it and it took a whole nother life of it. Like literally several people telling me somebody's stealing your food. Somebody's stealing it. I'm like, yo. That's crazy. And, cool. I, and I did start the watermark for Like it was just too much of a process to take the picture, yeah. watermark it. Yeah. But I'm like, man, I'm just going to post it. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. Wow. Shout out to you got to eat this, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and all y'all, the rappers. Y'all brought a whole new audience <laughs> to my page, and I, 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 I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate no. it. Oh, much love, bro. Much love. You even sent me some cookies from Cookie Man. Didn't yeah. even know it was me. I didn't, I had no idea. I, I like, you got to eat this. Say, hey, send me some cookies. Well, I think what happened was, like, y'all was showing so much love. I said, I need to send y'all some. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm just going to send it. And, like, it, I should have peeped it. It was probably somebody I knew. Because when it was a Florida address, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe there's somebody that's just here for the right. time being. I don't know. But right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I man. sent it out. It was like, you know, it was kind of, I was telling my fiance, it's like, you know, I like showing people love. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, especially people doing things. You've been out here for a long time. Yeah. And I think yeah. we'll get into that. Um, because I'm, no one ever talks about it. But you used to be a singer, <sighs> bro. You were an R and B singer. I did. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself an R and B singer. I would. I would. I, I was an artist. <laughs> I really? was an artist. Yeah, I was. I was in a group. Uh, I was doing music since I was sixteen. Okay. And me and my boys, we was Beach to the Beans. We had a group. We almost had a record deal um, in two thousand eight, mm. and that was like that's what we was doing. That's what I was trying to be. I was trying to become a like songwriter. Artist, producer, and we got close, and then everything just kind of fell apart. What's up? What's um, us being young, yeah. Um, like we, I don't want to say, I'm not gonna say no label names, but we had a we had a label meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a song out uh, called it was called the iPod song. Her iPod. It was basically about iPod. iPods was big at the time. Right, like right. iPhone just came out, uh-huh. so we made this like little catchy little song about it. And it started getting recognition. It was all over MySpace, MySpace uh-huh. back in the day. And then it caught a rep- record executive caught wind of it wow. via his daughter, who we knew. And uh-huh. um, they we set up a meeting, and we we went to the meeting, and they literally told us we want to sign you. And we was like, bet. When can we quit our jobs? <laughs> right, right, ASAP. <laughs> like ASAP. Let's get this money. Right, right, and. That was it. Like, we never heard back from him after that. No conversation. Like, they told us something. I forgot what it was such a long time ago. It was like almost 10 years ago. 10, 11 years ago. And 
we had that meeting and that was it. And then we, we, were, we were managed by some guys out here, some good friends of mine. They managed us to try to get us more exposure. Um, we we headlined. Remember Mansion? Yeah, Club Mansion back in the day. I used to work. I yeah. used to sell, uh, pass out flyers in front of Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we headlined Mansion. Wow. Once they got us to headline Mansion, that was a big thing. That's before Live. Before Live, it was Mansion. It was mansion. So mansion. If was you could new. headline Mansion, yo, and that marquee yeah, that yeah, they had yeah, out there, yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. So we headlined that, and we thought we was gonna get there, and then just everything just kind of just fizzled out, and then it kind of just died out, and then it kind of left me. Not just me, the other group members like, well, okay, what what now? What are we gonna uh-huh. do now? Like I still was trying to do it, but getting older, I got like I was I was like, Man, I need to figure something out, bro. Like yeah. I, I don't know if I could keep on doing this, like not bringing in no money. Mm-hmm. Uh so one day I just decided I'm just gonna enroll in culinary school. Okay, so all right. So how does that happen? Did you have like a love for food growing up, or was it just a choice out of I don't wanna say desperation? But just a choice of, like, I need to do something with my life. Well, okay. So, my dad was a chef. Okay. Um, he's been, I've been around food. Like, my mom cooks food a lot. Like, my family, just food is just there. Mm-hmm. That's just, the, that was the thing. Like, it was, it was, everybody cooked in my, in my house. So, um, my dad was a chef. Never did I ever dream about becoming a chef. Like, I think I did once, and he told me. He don't want me to follow in his footsteps. Okay. He wants me to find my own path and do my right, own thing. Right. B2B. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Like B2B. so so B2B. Yeah. So like my, my thing ever since I was little, like I was like I was involved with music since I was eight years old. Uh-huh. So that was my thing. So I figured that's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna focus on that. So when that didn't pan out, like 2010, he passed away. Um Rest in peace. Yeah. Um he passed away in 2010. And like I was in a new relationship at the time. Dating somebody at the time and she had all these things going on for us, like masters, and like I'm like I'm just oh, here. Man. That's the worst. Isn't yeah, it? you know what I'm saying. Like, and I'm and I'm just here, and I'm like, okay. Uh, Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. Like, what happens? Because I'm pretty sure there's a listener out there somewhere mm-hmm. listening to this right now, and mm-hmm. they might be in that same predicament. Yeah. Where they may be in like this place of what do I do with my life? Like, I have dreams and goals, but I don't know how to get to them. Yeah. But their partner might be got the degree they might be in their career and it feels like they can't relate um what, what, for, yeah, for me right. like that didn't like you know mo- most most like dudes would probably wouldn't approach that like they might be intimidated by that yeah me i didn't care okay like i like it was we vibed and it that's that's what it was to me like and and i was working at the time like i had a job or done like whatever the case may be but it wasn't no career job i was just working i pretty much working at a call center and making my money that way. And then funny thing is I got laid off and then pretty much was collecting unemployment. <laughs> like no BS. Like I was literally uh-huh. collecting unemployment. And then when it ran out, uh, I had to get a job. So I got another job at another call center and I was doing that for a little bit, but I hated it. Like I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, like I see her doing her thing and she's aspiring to do these things. So I'm like, I'm still trying to do music at the same time as working this call center job. But nothing's really moving fast like I needed to. Like at this point, I'm 24 years old. Like, like time is time right, is going. Right. It's going. It's going. So I'm like, I need to figure out something. And it was it was a coworker of mine at the call center that uh, was sitting that was sitting in the cubicle next to me was looking at Le Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. and she was like, I think I'm. She's. Like, I was looking like you gonna go to that school. She was like, Yeah, I'm signing up. And I was like. 
And I like I was really into like cooking shows. Like I watched the Master Chefs uh-huh. and all the, uh, the the Food Network stuff, and I was intrigued by like how they could come up with like even when my dad was a chef, like I wasn't in the kitchen like that to know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and I, so I decided to research the school myself. Had a phone interview with them. Um, I remember I was in Publix when I was in a phone interview with them. That's how crap. <laughs> I still remember that. And they were, like tell me to come by, so they gave me a tour, and I literally just said, "Fuck it, yeah. I'm just gonna sign up and see." Why how is this Cornell Blue like the only culinary school? <laughs> They're not even around anymore. Really? No, nah, they, sh- they, they yeah, shut down right, all the right. U.S. campuses. Right. Uh, a couple of years ago. Right, but at one point in time, they were like they everyone. were the it. They were the, the it culinary school. Was like it was just every yeah, They were the it. They were like Everest. You see them Everest. They, exactly. they were exactly like Everest. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like they didn't. I didn't get picked. Like they didn't get me off of that. But like seeing my friend do it, and um, so I just like I literally just said I'm just gonna try this out. Okay. And and, and see how it goes. Right. And okay. so you make that step, and yeah. what happens? I, I like literally I. It, it was it was it was weird for me. It, I felt like the beginning of it. I felt like a failure mm. because the dreams that I had for myself weren't manifesting, and I felt like I was settling. Mm. And it was it was a weird place for you me. You were settling for for something that our normal life. Yeah, like not 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 even this normal life. It, I was settling for something that wasn't my dream. Ah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like I felt like even though I was in color, I was still trying to pursue the music. But it's it just wasn't manifesting like I wanted it to. So it's like I it just it just I mean I still miss it, but But a big part of music is the fame part. Yeah. Especially when you're young. You're kinda of seeking yeah. the fame. For me, I told you like we just had this conversation about the fame thing. At that time, it wasn't even much more about the fame anymore. It was more so of proving pe- people that I had the talent to make it. Right. Like I could have cared. Like I didn't have to be an artist. Like if I would just became a songwriter writing for people, mm-hmm. that would have been great for me. Right. If I became a producer, producer, that would have been okay for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was the thing. So it's like, like my first month in culinary school, I was not very happy. Mm-hmm. Like I was in class. I literally wanted to quit. Like I was this close to quitting. Like I, I tried to quit. Mm-hmm. I tried to say that I'm not doing the school thing. But I couldn't because they already took the loans out and it's in my name. So if I leave, I still got to pay it. <laughs> right. So stuck it out. Said, you know what? I'm going to just stick it out. Got a job at a restaurant. I was working at, um, well, this is a humble moment. I tell people this. I don't tell a lot of people this, but I do at the same time. Humble moment. When you at your bottom, bottom, Ooh. no money coming in, uh-huh. and you just got to make ends meet some kind of way. You got bills. I was taking whatever job they could, like the school would offer, like jobs to the students, where uh-huh. they they have people coming in for job fairs. Like I was trying to apply anywhere and anywhere because I had bills, like I had things to pay, I had a car note, I had help with girl with rent, I had whatever. So um, I uh, what you know, you know Sam's Club, yeah. You know how they have people that uh, yeah, the kiosk people, the kiosk oh, wait, people the that sample? taste it, the sampler. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was a sampler, hey, for like a week. <laughs> like nah cause I applied to like several places and they were the first one to hire me like, so I'm it. like I'll take it I'll take it I'll do whatever I'll take it I'll take it it don't matter I'll take it wow. so but then right after like I left there for like a, I was like, a week so, or two let's, let's, let's slow down real yeah. quick on that part cause that's a down bottom moment yeah in your life in my life like what do you what are you thinking to yourself at that moment like how, how are you how are you contemplating in your mind like how am I gonna get out of here like what's next for me Am I gonna be? Am I gonna become a sampler for the rest of my life? Like, you know, I was like, "This is where I'm at right now." Mm. Um, Awareness. Like, I was like, "This, this is where I'm at right." Like, I just couldn't. Like, the money was crap. I was like, 
Like I, I, it was it was embarrassing for me. Like in, in, like mentally, it was kind of embarrassing for me. But at the same time, I like I knew I had to put my pride to the side. But it was still hard. Um, but one thing, like I always stuck out. Like this is advice. Like like some, one of the last pieces of advice my dad gave me before he passed away. He was, told me like I was going through like a real downtime, like trying to figure out when I was way younger. He's like, your life may be where it's at right now, but it ain't gonna be forever, type of thing. Mm. So I kind of that I, that stays with me at any down moment in my mm. life forever. So I just kind of just like this is it is what it is. It it is what it is. Like I, this is what I can do right now, and this is what I'm gonna do right now. Right. So um, but I was like I said, I was there for like a week or two, and then uh, I got another job uh working at TGI Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was better. <laughs> right. I mean, the pay was still not the greatest, but it was just better environment. Yes, indeed. Yeah, right. better environment. So especially with me being a culinary school, now I can get the restaurant feel while I'm in school mm-hmm. to make thing, both things work at the same time. Mm-hmm. So is culinary school um, important? Did it, did it teach you a lot of things that you know now? Yes, because I didn't know anything. Mm. When I went, mm. there are people that went to culinary school that kind of had some background in cooking. They just wanted to get polished. Mm. I went to culinary school not knowing anything. Like I, I knew how to survive. I needed to make something to eat. Like if I, I knew how to cook some chicken if I needed to cook it. But like, right. did I know the right temperature? No. Right, 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 right. I just know I had to keep cooking until it's all the way done. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, did I know how to make rice properly? Did I know the ratios right? No. Mm. Um, so like, I, like I said, I watched those cooking shows. I was always amazed at how. You give these people a basket of stuff, and they can just boom, boom, boom. I'm like, how do they do that? Like, yeah. And over time, you realize you cook so many different things over these years that you, you have recipes in your head embedded. Mm. Like, or you can just makeshift something. Like, uh-huh. oh, I made this before. I can use the same process to do this. And that's how, like, I used to be amazed. Like, there was this one guy at TGI Fridays before I got working in the kitchen. He would just, like, when things were slow, just make stuff. I'm like, yo, how you be doing? Like, he just... No recipe. I'm like, yo, I need to get to that point, bro. Yeah. And that was that's what I strived for while being in school and working at restaurant. Uh-huh. But do people need it now? Honestly, no. Mm. And you'll find a lot of shit. Anthony Bourdain, rest his, rest, yeah. God rest Love his soul. Rest he soul. even said it's not worth it. Mm. Um, because YouTube University. Yeah. You can learn everything you need to learn about techniques. Mother sauces, knife skills. What? Wait, wait, wait. What's a mother sauce? The five mother sauces. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Uh, the, 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 it's been so long. Okay. It's, it's, it's the five mother sauces. It's been it's been a long time. I, I don't even. I think the bechamel is one of them. Um, the velouté is French. It's, it's French okay. French sauces. Um, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head. But okay. yeah, like the mother sauce. If you want to learn the mother sauces, I've never heard of that. Yeah, the five funny. mother sauces. Like they teach you that French cuisine. Um, if you want to learn how to grill properly, if you want to know how to roast properly, all this can be learned online now. Like mm-hmm. just YouTube or whatever thing you want to learn, video, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to pay for it. And most of these restaurants, to become a chef in their restaurant, you don't need a degree to become a chef in their experience. restaurant. You just need experience. And if they want to, sometimes they, to get the experience, they might start you off as a dishwasher. Right. And then you have to work your web. Like me, when I worked at Friday's. When I told the manager that was interviewing me that I wanted to become a chef and work in the kitchen, he's like, well, since you have no experience, we're going to have to start you at the bottom of the bottom. I'm like, I'll take whatever job you give me. Uh-huh. At that point, like, I was trying to get out of Sam's Club. I'm like, right. I'll take whatever job you give me. And he basically said, well, we need a host. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. I'll take it. I was a host for a couple months. Uh-huh. Worked my way up to doing uh, to-go orders. 
And then from to-go orders, I got where I got worked my way up into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then worked my way up to the kitchen, I learned the whole line, like saute, salad, grill, fry, learned that. And then I worked my way up to the window. Did, did like, so you just keep right. on grinding it out. Keep mm-hmm. on grinding it out. Right. Okay. So, yeah, Fridays, grinding. When do you start to think to yourself, maybe I should become somewhat of a personal chef? Because um, you transitioned into, what was your singing name? I can't remember. ATG. I went by yes, ATG. ATG. Yeah. Transition from ATG into like Chef Boy Ali. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah. That was a hard one. Um, That was a hard transition for me because that, that was me saying I have to let music go for a while. Mm. And like I said, even though I was still doing it little by little, like I still have songs that I've never even put out that I recorded over the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows that it's just me and my friends that just, just, cause I still love it. Right. But, um, it was hard because I had to change my ATG. I went by ATG305 on Instagram. Yeah. Basically, because you just create a new Instagram. I didn't want to create a new Instagram. Like, I already have followers, yeah, so I might as well. Yeah, that, so yeah. I'm like, I'm just change it to Chef Boy Ali uh-huh. 305 and call it a day. But um, it was, I would say, 2012. Mm-hmm. I was still working at the restaurant. This time, At this point, I was in, I left Friday's. Pretty much got fired over some BS, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. It's a podcast. I'm going to keep yeah, it real. Yeah, keep it real, please. I'm keep it real. I got fired over some BS. Yeah. Um, it's all relatable, man. Yeah. Relatable. And um, then I got a job across the street at the Applebee's that was across the street because my friend was working at Fridays and Applebee's. So he's like, man, he thought it was bogus that I got fired. <laughs> and he was like, man, I'm going to come to Applebee's. I'll get you a job there. Yeah. So I started working at Applebee's. Applebee's is second tier, by the way. Trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, I, I worked there and I wouldn't eat there. Trash. 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 Since I left Applebee's because when I went to Applebee's, I went there letting them know, hey, I need a job, uh-huh. but um, I want, I'm, I want, I'm about to be done with school. I want to be a manager. Mm-hmm. My goal before personal chef was to become a restaurant manager because that's all I knew. Mm. So they was like, okay, we can start there. And then so I'm working my ass off learning everything they wanted me to learn. And nothing is happening. Like, even though I know it's only there for like a couple months, I'm the type of person, if this is my goal, I'm going to go hard at it to get to that point. Right. And I, it got to a point, like, I felt like I knew more about food than the kitchen manager that was there. Nah, right. Like, so I feel like I could do your job. Right, right. So nothing happened there. So another friend of mine that was working at Applebee's said her boyfriend was the kitchen manager at Chili's. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so you just hit everything. Up. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to become a manager. So I'm like, by any means necessary. Like, I'm I'm, I'm like 25 at this point. Like, I'm approaching like my mid 20s and going to 30s. I need to start getting into career instead of just a job. Mm-hmm. So I went to Chili's interview and I told him the same thing. I, I want to actually make make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And also, my goal is to become a manager. I will prove to you that I can show management qualities within six months. So. I was at Chili's. Chili's was one of the best ones I worked at. I love Chili's. Like, they're, they're, the way they do things over there was way better than the other places I was at. So, things were going well. And around this, I went back up. At the time I was working at these places, I met Dwayne Wade's personal chef. Ah, and this is Arlie. R-L-I, Chef Richard. Oh, I call him R-L-I. Yeah, everybody say R-L-I. So, Richard Ingram. I met him. Sorry, Mr. Ingram. Yeah. I met him in 2012 thanks to a classmate of mine who was too afraid to take on approaching him. She met him 
this was like a couple weeks before graduation. Mm-hmm. She met him at Publix, and she came to school and told us. And and at that time, I was thinking about the personal chef thing, mm-hmm. and, but I just didn't know how to get into it. So I was like, "What do you talk about? What's 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 his name? Right. Like, did you get his information? I'm asking her all these questions, but I don't want to steal her right. connect. Right. So like, she told me his name. So I went and Googled him. Researched him, right? Googled him, found his Instagram page, started following her Instagram. So I, I pulled the Sean Kingston. Um, everybody like if you know about Sean Kingston's how he got signed yeah. when he was sending uh, the the dude messages, right. messages, messages, right, messages. Right. So I started tagging Richard on all my food posts every day until he responded. Uh-huh. So he he responded. I'm like, okay, he saw my thing. He liked it. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I need to find how to connect with him right. or whatever so he can school me or train me or I could be an intern or something. This is good. So um hunger. So I'm like, okay. I messaged him, he didn't respond. I'm like, damn. So I, I so I found him on Twitter and I was tweeting him, but he nothing responded. But when I searched his Twitter page and I found out who his business partner was, and it was a woman named Soleil Gonzalez. Shout out Soleil. Um and I messaged her. Mm. And then she wrote me back. Fine. And she was like Hey, we've been looking to bring on uh, new chefs. Um, let me give you a call in a week, and we can talk about what I can talk to you about what we're trying to do. I'm like, bet. This is key. If you can't get to the main person, find, try to find the circle. So, work your way up. Yep, yep. So, um, I hit her up. She says she's gonna call me in a week. I learned this in high school from one of my business teachers in in and B. She's like. If a job say they're going to call you back in a week and they don't call you back, you call them back. Mm-hmm. So I waited seven days. On the eighth day, I called her because her phone number was in the email that she wrote back. Mm. So I just called her. I said, hey, this is Ali. You emailed me. Um, it's been a week. I ain't hear from you. I just want to see if like, she's like, oh, I meant to call you. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. So we had a little phone interview. And then from the phone interview, we met up at a restaurant. That's when I finally met Rich. Mm-hmm. And then everything went cool. And they invited me to help them. <clears throat> this was when Obama was going for his second term. Mm-hmm. They had this thing called Chefs for Obama. Okay. Um, in Miami, it was like this big little gala where different chefs from all over Miami was providing food for it. Mm-hmm. And Chef Richard was one of them. And he invited me to come help him do that. And then from that point on, me and Rich been like this. That's mm-hmm. like my brother. Like, thick as thieves. That's like my guy. Yeah. And he's pretty much the one who got me started in the private chef thing. Okay. And so back to the Chili's thing. I'm grinding, trying to transition out of Chili's. Nothing's come up yet for the private chef thing. So I still got to work this job. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of getting fed up. Right. And my managers could sense it. And they were like, uh, you don't come to work with the same enthusiasm oh, anymore. Oh, here we go. I and I'm like, say that. And I'm like, and I, and I knew I wasn't. Because, you know, when you get tired of something, like you've been, yeah. you, you, you made your point when you first right. got hired. And I told them, like, look, man. Nothing against y'all. Like, I still love what I do, but I told you when you first hired me, six months, it's been eight. Mm-hmm. And somebody did get promoted to assistant kitchen manager, and I knew more than him. But I understand. Here, right. I understand why, because he was there longer. Uh-huh. But I know that ain't what he really trying to do with his right. life. Like, like, I'm trying to do this. I'm this, serious. This, this is what I'm trying to do with my life, for real, for real. Um, and he's like, just be patient, man. I understand. I see your passion. I see your hunger. Just be patient. I'm like... All right, all right. So that night after that conversation, I went on Craigslist. A friend of mine told me to look for Craigslist ads 
for a private chef that I thought it was kind of bogus. Mm-hmm. I would think it's bogus too. Yeah, so I'm like, I ain't doing all no crazy. Nobody's serious on Craigslist like that. So I mess around get killed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, I was at a point like, man, I'm just see what's up. Mm-hmm. So I saw a post on Craigslist for a job at the University of Miami for a frat house, a private chef for a frat. I'm like, frat house need a private chef? I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right. So I sent them my resume. Email and then they hit me back. Hey, yeah, we're, we can you can come in our um, um, interview and audition, make something, we'll show you the kitchen. I'm like, all right, cool. Went there, cooked food, dude smacked it. The crazy thing is, he's like, no, I'm not that hungry, you don't have to make me too much. I put a lot on this plate, he smacked it like, <laughs> smacked it. The whole plate was clean. What'd you make? What'd you make? Um, I made a basic chicken alfredo, uh-huh. like that. I was still basic at the time, I was still learning. Uh-huh. I didn't know how to make a lot of stuff from scratch, but I, I knew I made that good so. Uh-huh. I made a chicken alfredo and I made a little dessert for him too. Mm-hmm. He smacked it, like smacked it. And next, I'm like, okay, I'm praying. And then he told me what the salary was. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, this is way more than I've ever made uh-huh. anywhere. Like, uh-huh. salary, not an hourly salary. I'm salary. like, yo, yeah. I need this job. So I'm like, damn. So after the interview, I left. I sent him a thank you, like a, you know, they send you a thank you for the interview, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then two days later, I get the call that I got the job. And that was what got me out of the restaurant. Wow. And I've been out of the restaurant ever since. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that, and, then, and even doing that, um, things just started picking up. The, you, I had the UM gig, and also I started cooking for athletes, slowly uh-huh. but surely. Um, Norris Cole, Miami Heat, when he was with the yeah, Miami yeah, yeah. Heat. So how was that? <clears throat> so cooking, is it nerve-wracking? Cooking for, I guess, people of high influence? Um, in the beginning, because it's my when it was my first time, it was because I've never done it. Like, mm-hmm. who's your who's your first high profile client? <clears throat> North Coast. North Coast. Okay. That was the first one. Um, I had to like athlete wise celebrity mm-hmm. audition, and that was the first one. So North Coast was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely it was a little bit nervous. Um, I'm normally when I don't know people. Mm-hmm. I'm observant and quiet. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> in the beginning, they, they they felt like I was a little too quiet, and it's not it's not that I just wasn't personable. It's just like I'm I don't know how people are going to react, especially with celebrities, because you got people always in your face all the time anyway. So I don't want to be that next guy that's going to be in your face all the time anyway. So I'd rather build the relationship inside out so we get comfortable. But sometimes. Right. They don't. They want you to be more personable early on. I like. I think it's like a. It's because it's kind of weird because they're inviting this stranger into their home. Yeah, you don't want to seem too extra. You don't want to seem too extra, but you don't want to seem too like serial killer. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, like <laughs> I'm I'm cool, but I don't want to give off the impression yeah. that like I'm too and too much. Because that's that's it's that's like it's it's, it's, a, it's a hard happy medium mm, mm-hmm. that you have to cross. Like like I get you're hiring me to be your chef. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like they when that when I get that feedback sometimes it's like I I'm coming here to do a job, but they want more of a personal friend feel. Yeah. Like I feel like that needs to be built. Right. Um so like I've over time have learned to know how to toe the line. Have you ever lived with a client? Yeah. How's that? My last uh my last client in Virginia just when I was in Virginia. Okay. I was living in the house. Uh I don't know. I can't say too much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> NDAs, yeah. NDAs are real. <laughs> uh, do they do they exist in 2019? Yes, they right? do. I mean, people yes, can break them left and right, man. I don't. I, I I like having people that respect that I keep Indeed. their privacy Indeed. like that. So, um, right. 
Um, but yeah, so you're I was, not gonna say too much, but no, I, I was I was a chef for Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, cool dude. Um, I I met him in Miami, and uh, uh, I was cooking for him in 2017, and he you know offered me to me to go to Virginia to 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 continue cooking for him, and then um. I went up there to, to to do it for uh well the UM job had just ended. Like I was there for four years, so the like UM job had just ended. So um I took him up on the offer to go to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um so I got up there, I was there for a month to see how it'll feel. Right. And it was cool. And I'm like, all right, so all right, bet. But it looked like you were in the woods though. Were you like West Virginia? Nah, it's it's Virginia, but it's Leesburg. It's just it's okay. just a a, a, a like it's, I think he told me it's like considered one of the richest counties in okay. the, in the, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, right on, wow. um, yeah. So Leesburg, Virginia. Um, even though the Washington Redskins play in D.C., they they the the, the facilities in Virginia. So mm-hmm. it's like I thought I was going to be in D.C. Right. And I get up there, and I'm all an hour away from D.C. Yeah. So it was definitely a change. But um, I got up there, and I was supposed to get a place. And like the cost of rent up there is like way up higher than here. Wow. And he offered for me. So um, he offered for me to stay in this crib, and I'm like, "You sure?" Uh-huh. And I'm like, "You know what? This is something different." Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see how it would be to be a living chef, so I figured, "Let me see." Mm-hmm. And I was there for two years. Wow! So, yeah. so it worked I mean, out almost. I mean, it was, <laughs> so it, was it worked cool. out. Yeah, I was there for two years. It was yeah. it was tough. Um, I was used to having my own space, so mm-hmm. it, that that was the hard side about it. But it was it was cool for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're on like a regular work schedule. Yeah, so regular work schedule. Breakfast, lunch, breakfast, dinner, lunch, dinner, regular snacks. work schedule. But I'm just in the. I just live in the house. That's right, the right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see. Like I this see. Time in between, I can be chilling. Like he wasn't really like stickler about my whereabouts and stuff like that. As uh-huh. long as the stuff was made when it's supposed to be made, it was cool. Right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So while you're doing that, I'm guessing that your concept, the Cookie Man, came along. Yeah. Why the Cookie Man? Right. Because you didn't specialize in desserts. No, nah, I mean I knew how to make them, but I wouldn't right. consider myself a pastry, uh, pastry chef. chef. Um, the Cookie Man started way. Cookie Man was developed without me really thinking like what it was going to be in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Like our first time I made the cookies and cream cookie was here, mm-hmm. and I just made because a friend of mine showed me a picture of one that somebody else had made, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's interesting. Mm. And I'm like, I could, I, I need to make that and see how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And I always see if I see something that's interesting, I'm gonna make it myself so, so I, I can were see. Were you one of those rappers? No, 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 I didn't. I, no, 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 no. Because see, with me, with me, I was sure I would record the whole process <laughs> on video. I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, like literally, I would record. I was recording the videos this before we had stories, so I was posting the yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. So of uh, me making the dough and everything. Right. And um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I made it, and then. So many people was like, yo, can I get some? Can I get some? Can I get some? Like, I wasn't selling nothing at the time. Uh-huh. I was just giving out free ones to my friends. And and that was it. That was the end of that. Uh-huh. So fast forward a year or so later, um, I decided, okay, let me sell some. I did 50 orders. Uh-huh. No website, no nothing. I just said, if you want to order, cash at me, uh-huh. and I'll put you on the list. I literally sold out that 50 in like 10 minutes. Wow. And I'm like, yo, okay, this is, this is something. Wow. This is something. And people were coming to pick it up from me. And I'm like, okay, this is something. And all right. So then again, I shelved it again because I had a lot going on. So I didn't really know how to make it something more than what it was. So it wasn't until I got to Virginia that I made it for them up there. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, you should sell this. 
Like everybody was like, mm-hmm. you should sell, like you really should sell this. Uh-huh. And it started thinking, I started going, you know what? Maybe I should. Maybe right. I should. So I said, let me let me test it out again. As far as shipping goes, mm-hmm. I uh selected some people to ship out to strategically. Um telling people if they like the page or whatever, follow this page and you could be selected. Uh-huh. Marketing 101. Uh, um, but I had a stra- strategy on how to bring more more people attention to it. Um, and the strategy was, so I figured, okay, I had built a lot of relationships with different celebrities and different athletes over the time. Uh-huh. Um, so I would uh, basically hit them up like, hey, what's your address? I'm sending you some cookies. All I need you to do is post it. Right. And Relationships. Yeah. So... They, I sent it out, and they were posting it. Um, Olivier Vernon, uh, mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, former New York Giants, former Miami Dolphins. Uh-huh. Uh, Manny Machado, uh-huh. uh, MLB with San Diego Padres. Uh, Yonder Alonso, uh, Chicago White Sox. Mm. Um, Philip Dorsett, New England Patriots, who just balled out. Uh, like I was right. just sending out, like since I was sending out to the guys that I've cooked for, and like so you know, tapping into your up. network, yeah, tapping into your network, and then I would still give sending out to um, like regular people too, but they were the ones that would be getting the most of it because exactly. them posting it would drain your traffic, right? So right. you got you got to use what you got to get what you want, right? Right. <laughs> but you didn't build that network just out of the whim, like you built all the hard work, yeah. Like just then, over just over the years, and like cook, like I've, I've all the guys that I've mentioned, I've cooked for, at and some eventually point. you can cash, yeah. In on I could like I'd be like, yo, just just. You know what I'm saying? Like, if right. you want to show love, you can. Like, even if they didn't, it's fine. Like, fine, I send them right. free product anyway. But some of them did. They reposted it, and it, and it, and it drove it drove some traffic. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, the food the food chasers. If you're gonna follow the food yeah, chasers yeah. on Instagram, mm-hmm. the I sent them cookies. Um, they always showed love before, so I sent them, and they posted that drove some more traffic. Mm-hmm. My guy Rich uh, Rich Ingram, um, Dwayne Way Chef. Right, right. I sent him some, and he posted it. Um, it, it was just just bringing, 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 bringing. I'm like, okay. Now we got something, right? Like now, because now it got to a point where I had celebrities who I've never even met DMing me asking, "Can I send them something?" Wow! And wow. at the time, I really couldn't mm-hmm. because because I was living in a Jay's house. There was a conflict of interest as far as I'm making the cookies out of his crib. Yeah, um, yeah. Poor. If anything goes wrong, he's liable to get sued. Mm, like if they get sick If they or, get sick Not saying that they no, would No they would right, right, right. But If Just, they find out Who I'm cooking for And then he would, Oh I could tap into his pockets Right So mm. I Like people like well, You just stopped Because I had to Right Like there, I, no, legally I couldn't do it out of his crib And I was trying to find A commercial kitchen out there But there there really wasn't one In nowhere near me mm-hmm. And they, they were planning on Opening one But it wasn't going to be open For another year Right So I'm like I just got to stop right now Until I can Bring this back up. So. so, at that point, what do you do? Because that's like an entrepreneur's worst nightmare. Um, just, just stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just stop and just tell people we'll be selling at a later date. Stay tuned. Just, there's nothing else you can say. So, like, how do you keep demand up while you stop? Um, or not demand, but just like, keep your keep brand people interest. Or, people keep yeah. people interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. Like, you can't really post about it because people going to expect product. Right. So I just really, I literally did not post on the page for almost a year, mm. like nothing until I was getting ready to do it. Then I started posting again. I would like make different type of cookies. Oh, we're about to be on sale soon. Website is being launched. Like just building that anticipation. And I built it for months 
and letting people know, hey, when I got the website set up, hey, subscribe now. I started sending out free cookies again, but this time I was actually sending them out to random people, like not just the, the celebrities that I knew, whatever the case may be. I was actually sending some out, and people were getting in, they was posting it and stuff like that, and they were loving it. So I, I restarted building that buzz all over again, and then I generated almost 300 and something subscribers before I even started selling. Wow. Um, of email subscribers. So when the time came to actually start selling, I already had 300 people subscribed. So, and I only did a hundred orders for the first to go around because that's all I can manage. I'm doing this all myself, like right. making the dough, scooping the cookie. I don't have a machine. Everything was made by hand. Well, you're not buying cookie packs. I'm not store. buying cookie pack. <laughs> Everything was made from hand where right. when it comes to chopping up the cookies and cream bars and like all of that, everything was by hand. So scooping out, like my fiance was helping me. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, it was just literally, it was time consuming as hell, but we got it done. Right. Um, but I literally sold out when I first started selling it for 20. I didn't even realize I picked 420 until it was 420. Um, and put it up. When I went live that morning, as soon as I went live, I had like 20 orders in two minutes. Wow. And I'm like, yo, just start, you just start doing boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I sold out of all the cookies within an hour. Jesus Christ. All the 100 orders sold out within an hour. I'm like... And people are like, oh my God, I sold it. When I, can I get it? And people are like, why are you taking so long? I'm like, yo, I'm doing this by myself. Like, I have to make, if you think about it, a dozen cookies, 100 orders, that's 1,200 cookies. Right. <laughs> like, I have to do all this by myself. Right. Give me some time. I Like, give me some time to put all these orders out, then we can do it again. And we did it again, mm-hmm. sold out again in an hour and a half, like the next week. Wow. And it was like, like crazy. It was crazy then. I got involved like my boy Fat Boys at Fat Boys Wings. Mm-hmm. He started buying them and putting them on the shelves in his store, and yep. they were selling out like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Like it just became, it just took a mind of his own. I'm like, okay, wow. And then we ran into some trouble. Right. The trouble that I just told, I told you about earlier. Right, right. But that's just entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what do you feel is next for the Cookie Man? Um, right now is rebranding the site, um, to make the order seamless. And making sure people get them because there are people who weren't getting their orders, and I basically just reimburse—not necessarily reimburse, just send them a free thing back. Like I'll even pay for the shipping. Like I just, from a customer service standpoint, I'm not gonna make you repay for something that you ain't get. So, and I'll even pay for the shipping. Like, and some people, like I had to change my packaging up because people were getting their cookies and they were broken. Mm. So I had to change the packaging up. Like it's all trial and error stuff. Like this is the first time I'm doing, so I had to learn different ways to do the packaging, how to pot up pad the boxes and all that stuff so and then people was like oh well we like we like the dozen but can we we want to be able to mix and match but not pay them like okay how do i do that like how do i give consumers what they want because i had a lot of requests for that so okay i went to some half dozen bags so now you can get six of this and six of that mm-hmm. and the same cost whatever the case may be so people are doing that and it, it's just it was a lot of trial and error like seeing what happened with it see how big it got when i come back around with it when i get the new site launched um, rebranded, I'll know how to manage it better. Right, and then you pull, you bring on a team also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and even if I don't have the team, I'm okay with producing a certain number of orders per week, less than the hundred. Mm-hmm. Because it was just that hundred would really, really was a lot. It was, it was like literally like trying to get all that done was really hard. You know, in the home kitchen. Home kitchen, trapping yeah. out the kitchen, trapping out the kitchen. So it's like it, it was really, really, really hard. Um, 
pans everywhere. Like I was, he was like, "Damn, you working for yourself?" Like, no, I'm, I'm working for myself, but I still gotta wake up at six o'clock in the morning. This is my thing. When people tell me that all the time, like, "Oh, you work for yourself," I'm like, "Oh, this what you want? You don't want this life." Nah, you I think work you do fifty times harder for yes, myself than I've ever yes, worked you for work anybody else. Because when you go to a nine to five, you clock in, you clock out, you done with that job. But when you're you for yourself, team to handle yeah. things, you're only handling your responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. When you work for yourself, you are handling everything, bro. Yeah. Like supplies, every like you you're managing everything. Yeah. Like I literally was like, I'll be honest, I'll tell you, I was literally waking up at six o'clock in the morning, get the oven going. Okay, what order I got? All my orders printed out, making like list of how many this I gotta make, how many this. Like it was a lot. Like it was yeah. a job, job for like you know, ain't no breaks with this. Like right. when you work, especially when you're first starting out, mm-hmm. that's when you're gonna be grinding the most. Yeah, until you can start hiring people. Right, and until I get to that point, it's just me. Right, it's one hundred percent true. I actually just brought on my first hire uh, not so long ago, Charlton Tolu, and we're we're training right now. But bro, up until this point. It's been me. It's just you. One man show. And people yeah. don't understand. It's, oh, you entrepreneur. You're doing it. Bruh. Sometimes you wishing I had a 9 to 5. So yeah. I can just turn off. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I mean, I look at friends of mine and this and that. And they're going to sleep. They're going out to do whatever they want to do. This and that. And I look like the one with freedom. But really, it's like, nah. It's a difference between self-employed and business owner. Right? Self-employed, you are employed by yourself. You are self-employed. Yeah. That means everything is relying yeah, on, on you. you. Business now, owner, you got people. You have processes. You have people. That means if, God forbid, your leg is broken, your hand is broken, your business can run on its own mm-hmm. because it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have processes. Yeah. And until you get to that business owner point, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's so, entrepreneurship at its finest. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't, honestly... I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world Me because the type of person I am, mm-hmm. like I've worked for people before mm-hmm. and I've always hated it. Right. And working for myself, it's like, it's like a high, mm-hmm. like no matter, mm-hmm. no matter what it is I'm doing is if I'm doing it for myself, if it is my own thing. Yes, indeed. And that's like, it's like, it comes back to the music thing. That's why I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Like music and food to me, I, I realized this later on, but it goes hand in hand mm-hmm. because I'm a creative, mm-hmm. like, I can't be the office, sit in the office, do this all day of it. I have to be making something. Mm-hmm. I have to be working with my hands. I have to be coming up with something from scratch and make and presenting it to the mat. That's just how my mind works. So mm-hmm. it, it like I didn't realize it until like later on, like I said. But music and food, it goes hand in hand for me. Right. Like I can do both seamlessly without batting the eyelash. Like just perfect example of how work, how much work I do, and people don't even see. I did the pop up at Fat Boys last yeah. Sunday. Man, so I'm Sundays. so mad I missed it, man. Yeah, I, I for sure thought you was gonna bring me a plate today. We gonna, <laughs> but it's all, it's all we're gonna do we're gonna do another one. But I, I like and um, I also had a booking. Well, this 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 um, person I knew wanted me to do some food for them for their kids' party. Uh-huh. Um, they never uh got back to me, so I'm thinking it's not happening. Right, and it was the same day as Soul Sundays. Wow, so. She hits me up Saturday, mm-hmm. and Saturday is the day we're supposed to prep for Soul Sundays. I'm like, she's like, hey, can we still do this? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you. There's a lot going on, blah blah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I don't, uh, I don't I'm like, I don't know, like, what what you, what do you need done? Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I just need, I just need to pan some pan of mac, some rice, and potato salad. I don't need nothing. You just, just drop it off. I'm like, all right, I could do that. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, I'm prepping for Fat at Fat Boys for the Soul Sundays. Um, I leave Fat Boys. At what, like eight or nine o'clock, 
I then have to go home and start prepping for this girl's for son's party. I don't go to sleep till 4 o'clock in the morning. And then you got to get back and at then, Fat Boys. And then I have to be at Fat Boys at 7. Jesus. And I have to drop that girl's food at off at 11. So I have to go to Fat Boys, <laughs> finish the prep there. At 11, by 10.45, I have to leave Fat Boys to go drop off her food, come back and finish the prep for Soul Sundays. Wow. I literally slept for three hours. Wow. Like, my feet were on fire. I can only imagine. <laughs> like, and that's, that's what go, but I still love it. Like, mm-hmm. that adrenaline, like, you're tired, but the adrenaline of, of getting it done is, it, it takes over. Like, right. when, it, when it crashes, it crashes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love it. Yeah, I can, I can tell you, you know, many stories just like that, for sure. Like, just the other week, we had a grand opening for uh, my client. Man, forget the grand opening. The process to the grand opening. We're talking about opening a full-fledged, full-service restaurant, right? Mm. So all the paperwork, the constant traveling from city, you know, department, this department, calling this department, and then this inspection, and then the actual opening. Mind you, the, the pre-grand opening, we had, I want to say it was hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people lined up around the entire plaza, right? From the restaurant on one side of the plaza, to Starbucks on the other side of the plaza, and the line was into their drive-through. Right, mm. mind you, I don't serve food. I, that's not what I do. I do marketing, right? Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand is marketing is experience, right? Yeah. How can you cultivate an experience for the consumer, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we did. We said, all right, we're going to give everybody in the line free strawberry lemonades and free uh, samples of the banana pudding cheesecake. Bro, we were literally tackling an eye. Uh, that's shout out my guy, Chef T. Will. T. Oh, Will, okay, okay, okay. Chef T. Will pulled up. He saw me. He jumped in, and we were literally passing out all these free samples to each person, this and that. Bro, I had on hard bottom shoes. I was there from I don't know what time to what time. Easily 12, 13 hour day in hard bottoms. And mind you, this has nothing to do with me, kind of. Mm-hmm. It really kind of, but marketing. But it's what I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it all over. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. You, especially when you when you when you hands on, you want to make sure it goes the way you envision it. It's, so it's nothing like, like I'm handing somebody a strawberry lemonade and seeing the excitement on their face because they from my marketing message over the last mm-hmm. six months they've been seeing yeah. and they've been consuming. <clears throat> now they're here and they're excited and then I get to see that up close and personal. Nothing better. And then like that's the thing nothing with the Soul personal. Sundays. Like nothing this better. is my Soul Sundays was like my first pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, ever in Miami like even though I, before I moved so many people was like man you need to start selling plood you need to have a like and I was trying to figure out a way to do it but I was busy with so many other things mm-hmm. I never got a chance to actually sit down and plan something right. which is like kind of a regret for back in the day but even though I'm getting it done now <clears throat> but um, just that adrenaline of okay this is the first one we're going we gonna to see how this goes like I'm confident in my like I, you, you people know I'm, I'm confident about my food like mm-hmm. I remember somebody like how do you know your food is good. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because I know it tastes good. Like that, that was really my answer. Like uh-huh. I, my family, I'm Haitian. So uh-huh. my family ain't nothing nasty coming out that house. Right, right, right. Like I know what food, good food tastes good. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm particular. I've grown, my palate has grown over the years being a chef, uh-huh. but you, I know what tastes good. So I can, I know how to flavor things up and seasoning is key of mm. everything. So I'm excited for people to actually finally get a taste Especially my mac and cheese, cause I, I bruh, listen, my mac and cheese. I, I have people who tell me to my face that it's the best mac and cheese they ever had, and I, I, I promise you, it will be the best you ever had. Listen, when I see you pouring that root, ah, uh, 
I said, okay. This See, that's one of the mother. It's, it's based off of mother sauce, bechamel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a cheese sauce, but it's based off of mother. That's something you learn early. Like all that comes, like I said, it all comes back tenfold. Like I say, you don't need culinary school, but but it, it's effective. It, it, it's effective uh-huh. now. Nowadays, not so much uh-huh. because of the way you can learn everything else. But right. back in the day, when you didn't have YouTube, of course you needed it. Right, right. But yeah, like that, that, that was. So you're trying to say you got the mother of mac and cheeses. I mean, if you want to, I mean, you, you, I always let people speak for themselves. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I did have this whole episode after the Lobster Mac. Uh-huh. I was calling myself the King of Mac, and a lot of people felt like, like, oh, oh no, the challenge, the challenge. I'm like, we can run it if you want to. Mm. Um, but I started like, you know what? I'm gonna just let people let it let it speak for itself, right? And and let it go. And and the people have people have spoken. Listen, man, I want to <laughs> try the Mother Mac, man. Hey, we we we, we doing Soul Sundays again the first Sunday of October. All right, I'll be there. Um, but uh, and what we do have. You uh, care to bring any uh, Mother Mac to uh, Thoughts Over Coffee? Trapping out the kitchen, September twenty first. We, we, we might do that. Right. We might do that. We might do that. That, that, that good. Th- thanks for saying that because I was thinking, like, should I bring some? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask all the chefs because there's you, there's Chef Tiwa, and there's a pastry chef Nadia. Yeah, Nadia, Nadia, so, homie. That's the homie. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah, you guys yeah, know yeah, each other. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. Okay. I was supposed to sweet the sweet delight cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. her stuff all the time. Yeah. Actually, we actually have talked about doing something with her cheesecakes and the cookies. Mm-hmm. So we just got to nice. get the time to That'd put be a it together. Collaboration. Just hey, let me do the marketing. Yeah, because what that needs is a good brand. Yeah, so, that needs a great marketing scheme behind it. Yeah, just got to just got to get the time to sit down and, and figure it out. But we've we've talked about it. Um, I brought the idea to her. She's she's down for it. Just haven't had the time to. To actually explain it out, but mm-hmm. I, I the Mac, I think we could do the Mac. We can uh, do the Mac. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll work it out. We'll talk about yeah, it. We'll, but yeah, yeah. So thoughts over coffee, trapping out the kitchen, September twenty first, featuring you're, Chef Boy Ali live in person. Come meet the man himself. You're, He's gonna be giving tips, tricks. Uh, it's gonna be this conversation times twenty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like because I, I do get chefs like. The students like I, um, a friend of mine teaches high school in Gainesville, at Gainesville mm-hmm. High School, mm-hmm. and I do career day for her via Skype. Mm. I'm talking to kids and letting them know. Like I'm, I'm one, of, I'm one of the, the funny thing is I never thought I'd be a career day guy. <laughs> like, I haven't got invited yet, man. I yeah. haven't got invited yet. Um, but the first one I did, I, I just, I just looked at myself as that kid in high school senior, yeah, and, 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 and it made me realize like what I would want to hear back mm-hmm, then, like if mm-hmm. I. Like I just want somebody to keep it real, and that's that's yeah. exactly what I do with them. I'm like, because you have those kids that ask questions like, "Do you think going to college like right away is?" And I tell them straight up, "If it ain't for you, it ain't for you." Right. And most parents don't want their kids hearing that, right, right. but it's it's real life. Like mm-hmm. I know people who haven't gone to college or are successful as hell right, right. now. Yeah. Um, but if you like, like you need to figure it out. Figure it out. School ain't going nowhere. Right. I went. I started off going to school fresh out of high school. I went to Miami Dade. I was trying to go for music business. I left because I thought I was going to get a record deal. Uh-huh. And I didn't go back to school till I was twenty four years old. Yeah. And I things worked out. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm not saying it's going to happen like that with everybody, but don't never think that school will still always be on the table for whatever you want mm-hmm. you trying to do. Right. But if you need to figure something out before you make a decision, it's you, fine you too. That. Right. That's, that's fine that's too. Right. So stuff like that, just get, keeping them real, like giving them my story. And I have some of the students who thinking about becoming a chef and ask if they should go to culinary school. And it's 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 hard to tell them that that it's not worth it. Yeah, because they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tell them if you're serious about it, find a 
uh, community college that offers the program where mm-hmm. you don't have to be coming out of low loans. Right. Um, get some grants if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you're in school, start working in the restaurant. Right. Because exactly. I, I know so many people that I went to school with who waited to go to a restaurant after graduation, got in a restaurant, hated it, yeah. and not even cooking anymore. Right. Wow. Pretty much a degree gone to waste. Yeah. So, so many people do that. Yeah. So I, I, I tell them, to figure, see if you like it first. Right. Because it's not, it's not glitzing. People think, oh, you're cooking for celebrities. And like, man, it took years to get to this point. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, that, that didn't happen overnight. That's a fact. That did not happen overnight. So you, you got to put in the work. Right. So, yeah, we'll be talking more about stuff like this. Are we giving tips? And, you know, this is just not for people in food industry. Yeah, it's in general. It's, it's in general. People Any who profession. are trapping out the kitchen, literally, yeah. right? I was saying the other day on the other podcast, I just moved into this office space not too long ago. But for X amount of months, I was literally recording this podcast on my car every morning. Every morning, solo dolo recording this podcast on my car. Man, you got a laptop and a mic, you good to go. You good to go. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Listen, Andy, before I had the mic, I was recording on my AirPods. Hey, man, if you got a microphone, you good to go. Listen, man, we're going to make it work. So <laughs> yeah. it's all about trapping out the kitchen, whatever your proverbial kitchen is. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just wanted to invite some real chefs, some people who are actually in the kitchen, mm-hmm. a real kitchen, but giving those tips on how they started and how they're moving outside of their kitchen, how their business is getting bigger, and how they got their influence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm Yo, looking Ali, forward man. to it, man. Yeah, me too, bro. I appreciate you being on the pod, man. Nah, man. I'm, I was this is definitely one of my favorite podcasts. Man, I was looking for I didn't know what we was going to be doing, but I'm like, podcast? Sure, why not? Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, you, nah, I like that you can run through your story and yeah. tell it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a great art, man. So I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate you for having um, me, brother. Let everybody know where they can find you, please. Uh, you can follow me on IG, Chef Boy Ali. 305 Chef Boy Ali B O Y no I people think it's an I sometimes because I say it like that but wow. Chef Boy Ali 305 um, also the Cookie Man you mm-hmm. can follow Cookie Man page the site is down right now I'm gonna make an announcement people been asking <laughs> it's the Cookie with the K K O O K I E Man and the number one the Cookie Man one follow the Cookie Man and we'll get them cookies out soon as possible yes indeed. soon as possible. Indeed, there might be some cookies I thought over coffee. But uh, all right. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> I ain't going to put my man to work <laughs> like that. But uh, all right, man. Well, appreciate you, Chef. Appreciate you.